Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today we have part two with author Lynn Dean of the Homeschool Parents How-To Series, My Homeschool Mentor, and DiscoverTexasOnline.com. In this episode, Lynn talks about why she hated history, what sparked her love for the subject, and who inspired her. We also discuss topics of how learning should be specific and how bringing in a personal link helps the learner make connections at last, how to add other subjects into what you're teaching to bring the learning to life, and the motivation it takes for people to do things out of their comfort zone. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea, pen and paper, because you're not going to want to miss what Lynn has to say. Let's get into the podcast. I love how Discover Texas history is so multi-sensory, the way you explained the field trips. Fantastic. So Lynn, tell me, what was your inspiration for your curriculum? I hated Texas history and I didn't want to make my kids hate it too. Um, We had, I'm old enough that the school I attended in seventh grade was not air conditioned and I had Texas history right after lunch. So warm room, full tummy teacher sat on the front edge of his desk and read to us in a monotone from our own textbooks. And we were just supposed to sit there and follow along. I was fighting to stay awake. There weren't even any pictures. It was awful. <laughs> but my husband loved history and it made him sad that I didn't. And when he heard that, he was like, oh, well, wasn't there any part of it that you liked? I said, well, back in third grade, our teacher brought a, a, an old sheet that she had um, coffee dyed and some broomsticks. And we lashed the broomsticks together and made a teepee. And she had temper paint and we finger painted hunting scenes and put our handprints all around the bottom edge and played in it for an hour. And I always remembered that because it was something I had done, not somebody else telling me what somebody I never even knew had done. Right. And that's the aspect you're, you're targeting, right? Making it a personal thing. I mean, by making it so niche to just Texas is already tying it into Texans, it's themselves, right? And yeah, so you had mentioned also that you have a type of family tree that you tie into this. Can you talk about that too? And that's something that I would be happy to make available to your listeners because I mean, not everybody's in Texas, but everybody's got a family. Yes, I do. And (laughs) it's it's a very um, visual way of helping children see how they came to be who they are and where they are and what their heritage is. And it has been, there are a hundred different ways I've taught from our family tree. We've taught even math. When my kids were trying to figure out, well, so what percentage am I of this culture and what percentage of us is that culture? And so, you know, if they are a whole, then their parents each bring a half and their grandparents contributed a quarter, great grandparents an eighth. You know, it's, it's very nice when you get to the actual history of it on, in my particular family, one side of my family fought for the North in the civil war and the other side fought for the South. That's very interesting. 
And it was, and my, my daughter said, but they were both good men. I said, yes, they were both very good men. She said, but they were fighting. I said, yes, because they cared very passionately about their perspective and they did not understand the perspective of other people who were actually good too, or meant to be. And my son said, wow, what would happen if one of them had shot the other? I said, well, we wouldn't be here. And all of a sudden history becomes very personal. Yeah, and really fine line as well. That's a huge fine line. Like it reminds me of my grandfather who was in World War II and he was one of those who jumped off the ship at Normandy, you know, and yeah. And he, he didn't tell me the story, told my aunts, my mother, uh, his daughter's a story that Mm. he jumped off that ship and, you know, that they had this wire fence across in the water and they were some people, some men got caught in it. You know, he somehow got, got through it and ended up on the shore and, really just ran he never shot his rifle he just ran for his life towards you know just going forward and the guy on the left the guy on the right that died right i mean like right next to him boom boom and next thing you know he wakes up in someone's barn he fell in someone's um cattle's dung and yeah the dung either did must have done a couple things probably camouflaged him and probably kept him alive and warm <laughs> believe it or not Maybe. yeah and yeah and, and then there's 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 us and now we you know we're alive because he made it you know it's 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 a really interesting thing when you do go into your own family history and you it talk is. and the percentages you talked about it's really cool because I've done 23 and me and my grandmother would always tell us the stories of our of her mother and her grandmother and i used to always be like oh i must be 20 percent of this you know 50 percent this and all that and when i got my 23 and me she was on point she was on point i am 62 percent spaniard 20 percent african and 20 percent um native american indian and she was like yeah she was so on point it was pretty it was pretty interesting. So I really appreciate that because you're right. Everybody has a family and how awesome is it that we can come together and discover all that about ourselves. And that's a really interesting place to put math in. Like I, it's so inconspicuous. I never would have thought of it, but yes, you can most definitely put math. And you know, that's another thing when it comes down to education and, you know, learning, it's not, it's not so compartmentalized, like no. the school system kind of makes it. And I don't think they, they do it on purpose. I just don't think they really understand, they, they understand how to navigate such a huge number of kids, number one, and how do we make it so personalized for each one? You can't, so you have to compartmentalize everything. It becomes a, a schools become an education factory. Oh, yes. Where the children are on an assembly line and first you input this and then you attach that and then you make sure they're of this. But we end up with a curriculum that's been sliced and diced and neatly packaged. I compare it sometimes to canned tuna. It's okay. 
but it's not exciting. Right. On the other hand, my grandson got to go last week down to the Gulf Coast and he saw real dolphins and real tunas and jumping out of the water and shaking off sparkling bits of droplets of water. That's much more interesting than a packaged <laughs> it, it really mess is. of, you know, smushed, unrecognizable canned tuna. They'll, they'll, you know, I do. I totally get it. That's really, you have the best analogies. That's probably, your books are probably riddled with all those types of like, <laughs> they visual, are. It's how I think. I love it because it, it really brings everything to life and kind of brings everything, you know, visual. I'm a very, I'm a visual person. So when someone talks to me, I'm, I'm visualizing what they're talking about. So sometimes I look away, not that I don't want to make eye contact, it's just very hard for me to, to go into my thoughts and put the picture in there if I'm staring at the one person because then I'm like, oh, so I just stare. So for me, it's that's that's really cool. I love I love visual pictures and everything like that. So tell us, um, how will people how can how can someone find you? Where can they find you? What would be the call to action to get your resources, purchase your books and be able to connect with you. Um, Discover Texas is all online. Actually, it is you um, set up a digital classroom and that way I can include full color illustrations with the the readable lectures uh, lessons and and also um, it has a read to me button because Ooh, nice a lot of families homeschool because they have one or more children who are dyslexic or have a reading difference. And so um, putting it online allowed me to include an audio backup and full color illustrations that would have been prohibitive to print. And I embed uh, probably over a thousand curated links so that the older students, uh, what you read on the page and the articles, that's the cliff notes. But yeah. then the older students have a safe place to browse around and discover for themselves what's intriguing. And, and then there's instructions and suggestions about biographies and field trips and unit studies and projects and discussion questions, critical thinking, character development. It's all in there. Library books. Wow. Have parents have parents oh videos that's awesome that's yeah. fantastic youtube is an amazing resource and it's totally free if you know where to look correct so basically this is this is a guided unit store unit study on steroids <laughs> that's a great another great analogy because you know you could picture some big buff dude <laughs> That's awesome. Have you found that parents really enjoy learning along with their kids this um, the, in this curriculum? They do. Um, it can become kind of a family hobby. We obviously wrote this years and years ago, but on most weekends, my husband and I are still driving around somewhere, seeing something new, taking pictures, learning still. And that's the goal in homeschooling is not just to, you know, check the squares off and graduate them and be done, but to create little children and who grow up to be adults who learn as a lifestyle. Yeah. Lifelong learners, lifelong learners. And that's really what life's really all about. I mean, that curiosity, that, that 
interest of that kids have to learn more things to discover to have more wonder you know as an adult it does tend to go away but i don't see that a lot when it comes down to people who have been homeschooled their their adult life like i find that they still have this skill of finding wonder of finding fun and excitement and everything so that's something i really i really am attracted to because i i love learning and i love wonder and i'm so thankful even though i grew up in the public school system i'm definitely one of the very very few people who are like this because i used to get made fun of for being like this big time really oh wow did i get made fun of you have no idea like big time but you know what that made me super resilient and yeah and it made me so like dude if you don't like me you're obviously not part of my tribe you know and that's where i thought there you go yeah i was like you're just not you're not meant to be with me see ya you know so it was it was always like that so i'm thankful in a sense um you know but i don't think a lot of kids are like that i think the majority do get you know they they end up with hurt inside um i i I, it really has a lot to do with your parents too my mom was a strong woman and she kind of like navigated those waters for me um so yeah my mom was a good teacher she was a my parents were both public school teachers yeah and my grandmothers but um they were the type of teacher that took time to inspire wonder i love that i love really like that yes and it makes all the difference it makes all the difference but it's harder and harder i think for teachers to do even back in the 1970s i remember my mother being so frustrated because she said i have one little boy who's so bright, but I don't have time to challenge him properly because I've got another child whose home is so sad that she can't quit crying at her desk. Mm. And in between the two, the test is coming at the end of the year and I have to prepare them all and we just can't stop. So she said some are bored and others fall through the cracks and there's really no time for me to do anything about it. Oh, I hate it. That broke her heart. You yeah. know, it's not, it's not the teachers, it's the way the system works. Boy, do I know it. Boy, just, do I know it's it. It's hard. Yeah. But if you are in a position to homeschool and you can wrap your mind around wonder and how to inspire that in your children. And, and if you start out like this course, some people will take it and they're like, oh, I get it now. It can, this, I learned stuff. This can be fun yes yeah so even even a lot of homeschool parents i think end up re-educating themselves Mm. as they walk through it again with their children and then it becomes a a family lifestyle i love that so as we're wrapping it up is there one takeaway that you want parents to grab a hold of from our conversation today mostly I mean, even if um, a lot of your listeners are probably not from Texas, but if they'd like to give the program a look, there's a, an overview on it. Um, just to see how it's done, just to see how we braid in different segments that appeal to all learning styles and all kids of all ages and all interests, but there's something for everybody. Nobody's going to do all of it, but it gives them a, just 
an overview of the scope and the breadth of what's there. And then they get to pick their favorite spot and start digging. I love that. I love that because in history, there are so many different wars that happened and there's so many different, you know, scenarios that went on. Texas was definitely weaved in there for sure. You know, you can easily like weave that in, bring it in as, you know, extracurricular, some, you know, padding to other curriculums and just really bolstering it and making it a more of a dynamic learning situation. I love that. I actually have a national and a world timeline on some of the units so that they can see how what was happening here was a continuation of what was happening there. The Texas Revolution very quickly followed the American and the French revolutions and the Mexican Revolution. That was their zeitgeist. Everybody wanted freedom. And, and when you understand that it didn't just happen here, it was, it was like the spirit of their times. Wow. That is powerful. I didn't know that. It's, I did, there, I'm discovering all kinds of things. My husband and I last year were out in West Texas and ran across um, a historical marker dedicated to an explorer I had not heard of. And I've been doing this for 23 years. Um, but the explorer was actually the man who um, first crossed the Rio Grande. He was trying to get out of Mexico because he had brought a colony of Jewish people over from Spain to escape the Spanish Inquisition, which was still going strong in the 1500s. And then in Mexico, they found out that he was not fully Spanish. He was part Jewish. And so was everyone with him. And he took them and ran. Wow. I had no idea. I had never married the idea of Texas history with the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, yeah. But it did. Yeah. I'll tell you another fun thing, if you've got a moment about um, our our Spanish heritage. There's a a surname in Spanish, um, Hidalgo. Yes that only occurs in the United States because most people in Spain got their surname from where they were from, Juan de Castile. He was from the town of Castile. Right. Um, if you were, if you didn't have much money, you didn't belong to anything and nothing belonged to you. You were just one. Yeah. But when they were trying to um, entice people to come over to this harsh, potentially dangerous new world and start colonies. Part of their appeal was in Spain, you have nothing, you have no name to pass to your son. But if you go to this new world, you can have land and your son can be a son of something. Hijo de algo. No way. Hidalgo. So that was the name that a lot of these new landed bourgeois people took as their surname was now I am the son of something. Hijo de algo. Hidalgo. Wow. With that. Is that mind blowing? That is amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. All right, guys, there is so much to learn from Discover Texas History. 
I think right there, my mind was blown. I think you guys need to check out her website, check out her resources. Thank you so much, Lindine, for coming back on and just sharing all this with us and sharing all these new nuggets. This was awesome. Sure. And I will send you a link where your people can sign up and get, um, get a downloaded PDF for my family tree chart and uh, they can find out what they are sons of. That's beautiful. Thank you. You're very welcome. You've been listening to the Homeschool Advantage podcast, where you get the scoop on all the latest vendors that fit your lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Also, follow me wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the next episode. You can also visit my website where the episodes will be and for my free lesson plan course, which can help you if you have different vendors and you're wondering, how do I make them all flow together? Let me help you with that. And if you're a vendor and you think you would like to be on the podcast, send me an email, realedtalk at gmail.com. Leave me your name, contact, website, and I'll get back to you. Thanks for stopping in with me and I'll see you on the next time.